0: The Table 40 Podcast with Matt and Leslie Holiday is presented by Sports Spectrum and the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more shows and stories on the intersection of sports and faith, check out SportsSpectrum.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Table 40. Uh, This week... We have a special guest. This is our first high school athlete that we've interviewed. So this week we have a perfect game All-American, USA 18 and under uh, team member, and uh, all-around good kid, the one and only, our firstborn, Jackson Holliday, is joining us reluctantly from Jupiter, Florida, down here for his last tournament as a... High school, I don't know, what it, I mean, as a summer ball, last summer ball tournament?
1: Yeah, last travel ball tournament. Okay, last Where tra- we're responsible for his okay, travel.
0: Right. So where he still rides in the back seat, and uh, we drop him off early for his batting practice. So, Jackson, thanks for joining us. It's I know that you're so excited about this. So excited.
1: Well, here's the you deal. You have to lean
0: forward so we can hear
2: you. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So here's the deal. The reason why I thought this was a great idea to interview our son, Matt, is because it's been, it's so strange to just sit there at the very last travel ball game as a parent and you watch him walk off the field and you're just like, oh my gosh, that happened in a blink. And I just think there's lots of parents out there that yesterday or today, depending on what time, some of these kids got eliminated um, from this fun tournament in Jupiter it's just kind of like you you just it's hard to process that this season of our life is over and it was really fun and so we just want to talk to Jackson about uh, just about travel ball and processing something new and looking forward to what's next and um, just you know because actually all summer we've been doing these interviews from places that the kids have brought us to to help to help pay for their baseball (laughs) habit
0: well it was fairly (laughs) anticlimactic yesterday when they didn't make the bracket so they played a consolation game and he batted in the first inning and played shortstop and then he's standing in the dugout in the second inning and he was not playing anymore so it was yeah in a game that didn't mean anything (laughs) he played one and get one inning uh, I think my favorite part is after the game, he had to turn his jersey in because they didn't get to keep their San Francisco Giants scout team jerseys. So he had to turn that in and came to the car shirtless with his backpack on. and.
1: Uh, yeah, ready to go eat.
0: Yeah. So um, all right, go ahead. You can start this interview.
1: All right, Jax. First question out of the gate. We ask people now if you could experience any miracle in the Bible, what would it be and why?
2: Uh. It's not a miracle, but I would say Noah's Ark, just because, I mean, every single animal was on one giant boat, and I feel like that'd be pretty neat to see from...
1: Inside the Ark.
2: Inside the Ark, or as a bird, (laughs) not so much as the other people that weren't on the Ark. That didn't go so well for them. No, they probably don't want to relive that, but that would be mine.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really fascinating. And then, what I think that even as a little kid, you've really been into animals and boats and ocean. Like we just got off of a boat. I thought for sure you were gonna say um, when Jesus was like, "Hey, cast your cast your nets to the other side of the boat," because we could have used a little bit of that today on our fishing trip. Yeah, we could have. <laughs>
0: we did all right. We did, we did all right. Did all right. <laughs> we caught all the baby fish. Which which animals? I'm just imagining, like, as, as Noah is trying to, to, to get all these animals on the boat, like, I wonder if, like, hey, I need you two lions to come on the boat. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine that was. Like an elephant? Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm guessing the Holy Spirit or God ordained, like, hey, those animals need to follow this Yeah, guy. it
1: would be definitely something to see. Yeah, all right. Definitely something to see. All right, Jax, do you remember your very first team, your very first baseball game?
2: Um not really. I can remember probably the earliest I remember is Texas Being in first Austin. Travel ball like first kid pitch games and then in St. Louis when we played like machine pitch. Those are probably the earlier memories. memories.
0: You don't remember the Denver the little team you were on in Denver?
2: I remember the pictures and like Yeah.
1: Well he was three or four. I know, but yeah. he was
0: like playing kid pitch.
1: Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was incredible. I think what's funny about you, and Matt can tell it better than me because he knows more about baseball than I do, but even as a little bitty boy, you were obsessed with the game to the point where I, I just didn't know what to think about it because, like, if you're brushing your teeth, you would, like, swing a toothbrush, and you would make that sound. Remember, he made that sound, that sh- sound (laughs) I can't do it on a podcast but brushing your teeth you would swing a toothbrush like eating french fries you uh, the french fry would be a bat like one time we were at a wedding and a candlestick was a was a bat and he put that people made you a ball and put it on a on a beer bottle and you were just hitting balls all (laughs) over the place and when we would fly you know to go see dad every I mean that's all I needed to bring was a bat and a ball and a glove and so, ever since you were a little boy, you just loved baseball. And I think for you, Matt, that was a lot of fun, right? During your career to have a son that just, this was what he loved to do. And he never went in the kid room. Like, there's a kid, for those that don't know, there's a family room underneath the Major League Baseball stadiums. And it's a really fun place. You can play video games and eat pizza and run around with kids. But you, as a little guy, you were like, no, I'm going upstairs and I'm gonna watch the I'm gonna watch the game, and you would learn how to imitate people's swings, and it was just pretty cool to watch you as a young boy, and then we've been able to watch you grow up and to be quite a quite an impressive young athlete. But this started a long, long time ago.
0: Yeah, I, I think the the one thing I remember when we lived at Joe and Jamie Kennedy's house in Denver, in the basement, and he would want me to pitch to him all the time, so I'd be pitching to him down there. And I remember, I wasn't swinging the bat very good, struggling, and I remember watching how fundamentally sound his swing was, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm actually literally watching him and how he gets his hips loaded and like just the way he gets in position to hit. And I remember thinking, he's got a better swing than I do. Like (laughs) I need to, I mean, he's like three at the time and he just naturally got into a good position. We have pictures of like family day and he's hitting a wiffle ball. And the way his foot's in the air, and his bat's loaded, and he's looking at the ball with big eyes, and I'm like, I mean, that's, it was amazing how, like, just natural it was at a young age that that he just got into a good position to hit. And so it's it's crazy to think that, you know, here we are, and, uh, and he's 17 and uh, about to get into his own adventure of baseball. But I guess we should ask him some questions, but. Yeah, know. we're just
1: reminiscing here. Just can't believe how fast time has gone. But okay, so I re- the Austin, you played for the Yankees with uh, the Coverts. That was your first travel official travel ball team when we lived in Austin, Texas. Um, and then we moved on over to St. Louis, and you played for the Cardinals, and you hit bombs. That was your first coach mm-hmm. pitch team, was the, the little Cardinal coach pitch team. And you just yeah. hit a home run almost every single time, and they Politely said, "Hey, he shouldn't play machine pitch. It was machine pitch. He needs to move up." So we moved John up. He um, played with the Tigers for a little while, and that was a lot of fun. And you still have friends from from that team. Um, but I will say that no offense to any of those other teams, because they were wonderful coaches and and great experience for sure. But the St. Louis Tide, now that's where it was. That's where it was at.
2: Oh yeah, we're we're the real deal.
1: <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about some of those favorite memories you had. Playing for the St. Louis Tide, just winning games and traveling. What was the best part?
2: I think, for me, Myrtle Beach was really, really fun. I mean, we got to go and play on all the replica fields, and I hit some homers and won the MVP, and that tournament was really fun. Getting to go to the beach every single day after the games and hanging out with my friends, that, that was a good time.
1: You had a lot of good buddies on that team. Yeah. And great coaches.
2: Yep, good coaches, great players good friends
1: that's the perfect recipe yep (laughs) so do you remember um, anything specific about your coaches like how maybe how they treated you or something maybe one of them said or what would you say looking back on that
2: um I feel like every single kid on the team wanted to win and we could all play every position and that was I mean we had four shortstops in our in our order so it all worked out really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they were positive and competitive and just really good mm-hmm. really good guys to learn from and play with. And Matt got to see a couple of those games. Let's be yeah. honest, like your your main person in travel ball has been it's been me and you. Yeah. Like just going all over the place. <laughs> Logistically like challenging because you were playing as well, but Jackson and I spent a lot of time together in mm-hmm. those early years yep. um I was an excellent encourager. Great encourager. Don't you think that's important, though? I mean, in all seriousness, like, like I, I think our relationship, I think I'm a professional encourager. Because mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, it's okay to say that you don't really know much about baseball.
2: Yeah, pro-encourager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but do you feel like that was important Very. growing up?
2: I think when, especially in baseball, you can go through ups and downs and being positive. Helps a ton and just thinking you're the best will help you succeed and whenever you're down, definitely don't get too hard on yourself because it'll come back.
1: Yeah. And you can't I mean, you're right, baseball is is tough. I mean there's highs and lows and learning how to stay steady is, is, mm-hmm. is a good skill to to and practice.
2: Taking the positive out of every outcome.
1: Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm glad I taught you something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's fast forward six or seven years. How? What will the things that you will teach your kids about baseball, where will you start? What will be your, your, your theory on parenting, on, on fathering your first son in baseball?
1: That's a really tough question. Yeah, He's 17.
0: Seriously. Oh, I mean, we're not doing tough questions?
1: <laughs> okay, go for it.
0: Like, first advice? Just, yeah, like, what, what How will you, How will you? What will be your – whether it's how to hit, how to play defense, what
2: you're going to – I gonna, don't know. We'll probably ask you guys what you do. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just so – Okay,
0: so when he's four or five, what are
2: you going to start with? I don't know. I mean, we'll probably have to practice. What do you
0: think the most important thing to be a good <laughs> baseball player at a young age, the, the, the foundation of a good I baseball player? I feel like
2: player. if you're able to hit and field it, like – those are two pretty important things, like be able to catch a fly ball, catch a ground ball, and hit the ball. And love to practice. Yeah, and you have to love playing.
1: So let's talk yesterday about when you were trying to work with Reed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Reed's a bit more difficult.
1: Oh, goodness, that was so funny. You're like, athletic position, and then he gets into a position, and you're like, is that the athletic position, Reed? <laughs> That was really
2: Touching funny. with his other hand, not even using his glove.
1: Yeah, that was tough. So, you know.
2: reads a little bit behind.
1: <laughs> just a little late bit. Bloomer. He's a late
2: bloomer.
1: He's great. He's a late bloomer. Yeah. Okay, so I think another thing that's really important about youth sports and, and young sports is just the teammates that you've been able to play with along the way, especially mm-hmm. as you get older. Like when you're young, like, you're just out there having a great time eating a great meal afterwards and and competing and everything but as you get a little bit older and you start to say okay there's a lot of guys out here that want to do what I want to do and so what have been some standout teammates or maybe some standout qualities that you've noticed in the last couple years because you're playing really high level high level baseball at this point I
2: feel like the guys that like what makes a good team is like everyone wants to win and everyone's got each other's back and I feel like with when I played with the USA team like Tamar was very, very good at that. And no matter what happened, he was always super positive and was rooting for everybody and high energy no matter what. And that was that stood out to me and like last year playing with Scorpions with all the other older guys and Aiden was great, and Jake, and the way that they treated me was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: because you were the older guy, or they were the older guy, you were the the young one, Mm -hmm. and they encouraged you and treated you with a lot of respect. I think even, Matt, that's something that you can relate to, too, as a younger player coming in. There were guys that were awesome and treated the young guy well, and then there were guys that were not so great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just always thought (laughs) – I always thought we're on the same team, you know. The I guess when I came in the major leagues, it was there was this sort of pecking order that was such a big deal. Like the guys that have been around a long time, were so proud of being around a long time, which is great. I mean, it's it's a feat, and they should be super like, you know, happy about being around a long time. But there was just sort of this: we're supposed to treat rookies bad because they were treated bad as rookies. And I always thought to myself, this makes no sense. Like. Why would you try to demean and belittle guys that are on your team? Are, without the young guys, the old guys don't get to win. Like You're all on the same team trying to pull in the wrong, same direction to accomplish the goal. And I just never, never got that. I, I didn't see the the meaning or the, I didn't see the, the good in, in trying to divide or t- trying to create this. You guys are young and dumb and not experienced and we're old and smart and great and you're not. And I just never – I always thought to myself, well, if I could ever get a chance to play this game for a long time, that's not the environment I want to cultivate. I, I don't want – you know, I, why would you do that? There are, we're, we're literally playing on the same level on the same team. It doesn't matter if you're 36 and been playing for 10 years or me who's 23 or 4 and, have never, you know, just kind of breaking in. I never got the the logic behind creating this, like – I don't know. I, I guess – some people you know think that's a little bit old school and, and I just didn't I didn't think it was meaningful as far as building team and so when you get a chance to help young players or younger guys and now that Jackson's a senior when he gets a chance to help younger kids that are coming up in the high school and and to me that's that's how you create a cool team environment where everybody is, is rooting for each other and I would say that Jackson does a really good job of that, in my observation, and just watching him work with at practice at the, with the high school, especially because there are a, a wide gap between Ethan, who's 14, and Jackson, who's 17, and then there's some kids that are even 18 years old. And just to watch him help those young kids, I think is a, is a really cool trait and, and kind of passing it forward. And um, you know, you just hope that that's his experience as he continues to move on into the next next round of baseball. And so that's that's something that you know we try to encourage Jackson to keep doing, and, and I know that Ethan has been really excited to get to be around Jackson every day, and um, so I, I think that's a cool that's a cool uh, to me that's how you create team and environment and uh, chemis- chemistry or whatever people say and you know however you want to quantify a group that gets along really well.
1: Yeah, and I, li- I like what you said about Tamar and Aiden and Jake, and it seems like all those guys, no matter what the results were personally, they were able to, like, you know, we talked about when you were little, like, there's good in every game, like, you can learn something in every game, and I think that it really says a lot about their character, and, and you were able to observe it and apply it, and that says a lot about your character that even if, you know, if you're not personally having your very best game, you can encourage somebody around you and cuz it is a team sport even though sometimes doing what you've been doing this summer there does 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 it feel individual like have you felt the pressure of individual stats um i'd
2: say certain things like at the perfect game national thing like you're trying to get a spot on the all american thing and that can get an individual but it can get hard like in high school when there's scouts at our games and there's they're only there to watch me that can get a little individual when you don't really want it to be and then like during the summer they're there to watch everyone so you're just playing the game so i'd say it can get individual but you don't want to make you don't want to make it individual you want to keep supporting your team and stuff
1: Yeah, that's what, good. what
0: would you say the difference between your summer ball experience and like a high school season
2: experience?
0: What what do you what were the what are the differences?
2: I'd say, it's like a different environment. Like in high school, you're playing for your city, and you're playing to win a state championship, which is a little bit different than trying to just win tournament after tournament. So I don't know. It's just. It's all baseball at the end of the day so
1: <laughs> you're right so are you excited to play with Ethan?
2: Yeah I'm excited I mean if he can play oh right he's right busted now. up yeah. right now
1: <laughs> but
2: yeah it'll be fun hopefully I play a lot better than him so I'll have to hear it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you will hear it yeah we'll hear it so especially if he gets more home runs.
2: Well, he he's probably gonna hit more home runs than I did as a freshman, so I'm sure. Let me know about that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's got it highlighted. One, you know, I only hit one. Yeah, (laughs) he only has to get two. Yeah. Do you feel like you've gotten better and better every year?
2: I think so. That's my goal going into every summer is to have a better summer than I did last year. So I believe that I've progressed pretty well.
1: I think you've gotten better too. I hope so. yeah. yeah, I think you've gotten better. So, but again, I'm, I'm an encourager. There you go. <laughs> okay, Jax. So when Dad was playing, and you would go in in the clubhouse, and you're you're an observer of things, and I've always loved that about you. And you, I'm always very curious about what you're thinking because you've been a wise kid ever since we've met all those years ago. <laughs> and so, who would you say like, like going to work with Dad, like guys that stood out in dad's professional career that you were like, Man, I really respect this person or I, I wanna work like this person. What guys what guys come to the top of your top of your head?
2: I mean, Nolan would probably come up because that was towards the end of his career and we were older and got to go to the field more and had more of like a perspective mm-hmm. in the way that he worked day to day and treated us and that that was really cool. I really I really enjoy him, so. I'd say him, and then when we were in St. Louis, we were probably a little younger, so I I didn't really pay attention that much, but just the people that like to hang out with me and Ethan and like took ground balls and fly balls with us. Yeah. Lots of people did, so.
1: How many balls do you think you shagged in the Busch Stadium?
2: I've probably caught thousands.
1: (laughs) That's, it was fun. probably 20
2: every single day for eight eight years probably even more now
1: oh that's funny
2: earlier yeah in New York and Colorado probably pushing a few thousand yeah well Scott
0: all right well so travel balls over it's what is it October middle October And you, November, December, January, February, so you got four, a little over four months until your next game. What are your goals between now and your next
2: Uh, baseball? I want to get better at everything. I want to gain weight, run faster, throw harder, have a better swing. I feel like I want to improve on pretty much everything I can leading up to high school.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's reasonable. What's your plan? Yeah, Yeah, what is your plan?
2: I don't know. I mean, you did it forever. I'm (laughs) hoping you're going to help me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to ask you real quick um, about, okay, travel ball's over, like we said. Let's talk a little bit about your coach. Let's talk about Johnny because you really enjoyed playing for Johnny, and I'm just curious, I mean, and you were pretty adamant, like, no, I'm going to play for Johnny. This is who I'm going to play for. So what about him that was – what was it about him that you were – that you were fond of?
2: I feel like the way he treated everyone on the team and he wanted to win, and he kind of, when I was younger, he kind of helped me out quite a bit. I mean, I'd say after I went to the Scorpions, I started playing a lot better and really started to not open up, but, like, really play a lot, like, play to my full potential and I feel like he helped me through that. And he's just like a winning coach. Like he wants to win and he does everything that he can to win. And uh, he's a pretty good, really good leader too.
1: Did you feel guilty that you got him kicked out of the game yesterday? I
0: think he did that on purpose. <laughs> I think Johnny like that was his, his tip of the cap to Jackson. I don't know, but I heard what he said. He was getting kicked out. Like when he was talking to that umpire, when the umpire told him what he said to you, then jo- I knew Johnny was. And they were walking towards me, and I'm listening. And what he said was, and it's our podcast, so he said, "You talk to my players like that, I'm gonna stick my foot so far up your ass, you won't even be able to see my pinky toe." <laughs> and the umpire goes, "You're out of here." And he's like, "Yep, I knew that would that would do it." And so I think that was his his uh, his tip of the cap to Jackson. yes guess or the guy called him. Really bad, a couple of really bad pitches in your first at bat? No, it was just
2: like, first pitch, curveball, I was like super high. And I just asked, is that the top of the zone? And he said, uh, of course it isn't. That's why I called it a strike. I said, like, all right. He's like, now I'm going to call it even higher. All right, it was his first pitch. He was just asking. Like, the catcher's like looking at me, and I'm like, I don't know. And then apparently he called me a liar, and Johnny didn't like that, so.
1: They're it's, tired and hot. Yeah. yeah,
2: and he was mean the whole game, too. I don't know. He's ready to go.
1: Yeah, he's was, he was ready to go. It, it's a long tournament. It is, yeah. It's a long tournament.
0: It's actually only a few days. I thought
1: well, they, they, there's they a lot, lot of games. games. Yeah. There's a lot of games for those guys. Okay. So, it's tough. And that's challenging. Yeah. Umpires are challenging.
2: Very challenging. Dad knows all about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep.
1: All about it. All right. What else should we ask Jackson?
0: Well, we could we could have him do his table forty of travel ball teammates. Oh, I don't know. There's too many. Uh, well, you can you know, you're gonna have to pick eight or ten.
1: It's a banquet table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> they probably don't listen to this, so you can pick
2: six or seven and leave out a few. I was just gonna say, like, probably like all my buddies from every single one of my teams on at one table. I think that would be pretty cool. Do you want to name any of them, or are you? there's a lot we made a lot of friends
1: I know and that's been the cool thing about our lifestyle like every now and then it's a little tough right because mm-hmm. you've gone to a lot of schools over the years I mean you basically I mean you started out in St. Louis Austin Texas Florida um, back to Austin where else have we gone? Stillwater
2: lots of places. lots
1: of places lots of schools lots of friends lots of teams and I do think, like Romans 8, 28, it says, like, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And I do think that now, retrospectively, looking back on your life at 17 years old, it is really true that that this has built some resiliency in you. And you are curious about people. And you do enjoy people. And I think that you're, all, you're very open to new experiences. And who knows what life is gonna hold for you. And if you do get drafted and you get to play, you know, in the minor leagues and potentially in the major leagues someday, all of the way that you were raised is gonna serve you well in the future because that's what it's all about. Like dad and I's table Jackson is the same as yours. Like it would be a really long table full of former teammates that we've met all throughout the years and, and it would be awesome. And so I'm grateful, and I hope that you don't have to go to counseling later in life because <laughs> oh, of all gosh. the moving stuff that that we've we put you through. But I do think that I'm so proud of who you've become, and I do think that God has worked it out for your good as far as your character development goes. And um, it is really impressive, and it makes me very proud as your mom that I can place you in any team and I just know you're going to thrive and I know that you're going to see people and I know you're going to treat people well and I know that you're going to be curious about who they are and not not making a predetermined judgment of who they are and I love that about you I think you're one of the coolest guys I know thanks mom you're welcome (laughs) there's your encourager I know but don't you think that I mean it is it is it has been challenging for the kids, to, but we wanted to keep them together. We wanted we wanted to be together, and we thought that that provided greater security than being in the same school.
0: Well, I, I think it's like we've talked about. Like, there's no perfect plan. There's no perfect place to live. There's no perfect scenario in life. I mean, it just in general, like, there's, there's no perfect way to do this. And so um, I think we did the best we could with – what we were trying to deal with and what we prioritized as most important. And, you know, it's, I think, like I said, there's nothing that's going to be perfect, but um, I, th- I think the I think the kids have, have, have gained a lot by the way we've done it. And, you know, just because they can't spell doesn't mean that they're not great kids.
1: <laughs> and there's spell check. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you get close.
2: No one uses math. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. No one uses math, and no one really needs to know how to spell. So really, you're going to be just fine. fine. I'm
2: fine. I can talk and (laughs) read and run, and (laughs) and I can play sports.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, there was something I was going to say, and I completely lost my thought, which is not weird lately. I've been doing that a lot, so that's too bad.
0: All right, well, you know, we uh, appreciate you coming on. I think... um, you know it's exciting I think the end of summer ball but we've got a four month break and then high school ball and then we'll see what happens as far as what the next chapter is so one more chapter high school baseball with Big E and the Pioneers and then um, it'll be an exciting spring so we're excited to see what happens next. Yeah and I remembered what I was going to (laughs) say.
1: So here's my last question Jax. Um, My last question is, is so Oklahoma State is where you've signed to play baseball, mm-hmm. and are you looking forward to that? Like, you know you're hitting coach pretty well. Like, are you excited about the potential of being with dad at OSU?
2: Absolutely, yeah. It'll. I'm very excited because then we could – I mean, we pretty much do work every day, but it'll – hopefully I'll be a little stronger and a little bit more mature, so –
1: yeah, Oklahoma State's a good place.
2: Yeah, a great place.
0: Well that and Aiden, your Yeah, your all best, my friends are there now. Best, <laughs> best buddies waiting anxiously for yeah, I get get to, there
2: I get to play with Aiden and Zach again and then Rock and hopefully Roman.
1: <laughs> hopefully Roman. Yeah.
2: And anyone else. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> you guys are all welcome to come though. <laughs> yeah.
1: It'll be great. <laughs> okay, so seriously, like What are you eating and who's at your table? We've kind of discussed this, but that's how we close out every podcast. So what are you going to eat and and who's there? I think I'll eat
2: the tri-tip. Is that what Zach makes? Robin? No. What what does Zach make? Oh. Tenderloin?
0: Oh, the tenderloin Zach makes. I'll eat that. Zach Esposito's tenderloin. Zach Esposito's. On the green egg.
2: Yep, it's pretty good. Wow. I'm going to tell him. He'll be excited about that. Oh, I love that steak. And then at my table... I don't know like, like,
1: like all your teammates
2: yeah everybody all my friends
1: that'd be fun yeah
2: because I really like to laugh and bring all my funny friends and,
1: and eat all and my eat, baseball
2: friends and,
1: and eat food from Zach Esposito yep. you know he won a rib contest I did so yeah. maybe he can bring ribs as well
2: yeah maybe you can throw that on the side
1: yeah <laughs> that'd be good well I'm glad you came on yeah me too This was first fun.
0: high school athlete we've had on
1: yeah maybe yeah. maybe we'll do it again
0: yeah but to Ethan Probably
1: handle it. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports
0: Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, visit sportspectrum.com.